Democracy. 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 Für ein starkes Europa der Kulturen und Regionen, welches nicht European Democracy Lab Podcast from the Institute of European Democrats. Over the past years, most of us have become familiar with the scenes of young citizens taking to the streets of Europe in their hundreds of thousands. In what can be considered a revival of political activism across the old continent, young Europeans have been calling for governments to defend democratic values, to tackle climate change and integrate migrants into our society. Crucially, these movements have often been driven and upheld by people who are not considered adults. Often it is students well below the age of 18 who lead these political actions. These civic leaders, however, cannot cast a vote at the ballot box. Gabi Schmidt is vice president of the Institute of European Democrats and a German community leader, politician and free voter MP in the Bavarian Parliament. One of Ms. Schmidt's key political battles centers on lowering the legal voting age. Currently in Germany, suffrage at the national level is granted at 18 years of age. We have to engage with younger citizens as long as they are such. We need to take their priorities into consideration. Ms. Schmidt believes that for too long, institutions fail in their efforts to include younger cohorts in their work. For years we have not involved young people in our institutions. At the same time, we have not been able to turn their desires into reality. And given that they do not have a say, it's us, older people, who decide upon their voting age. But what does Ms. Schmidt suggest concretely? So personally, I would set the voting age at 16 at the municipal level and see how it goes. The next step would be to expand this approach to the regional level and so on and so forth. By the way, her proposal includes a pan-European approach. I believe it would be great to agree on a common voting age at a European level. Maybe it would also be an incentive for political bodies and younger people themselves to participate in electoral contests. European Democracy Lab podcast. But what is the state of the voting age across Europe today? Well, although the general rule is that people cast their votes at 18, there are a few exceptions. Take Greece, for example, where suffrage is granted at 17 years of age. In other countries such as Austria, Malta and Estonia, it is even lower, namely at 16. And in Slovenia, citizens can also vote at 16, but only if they have a job. And actually, also five out of the 16 German regions have set the regional voting age at 16. Eleven have gone so far as to set the threshold at 16 when it comes to municipal elections. So all in all, one could say that there are some cracks in the 18-plus wall. But generally speaking, 18 is still the mainstream. In fact, many politicians oppose lowering the voting age. 
They point out that there are many other rights linked to the same age limit and that in our judicial systems the distinction between adults and minors is key in identifying many levels of civil and penal responsibilities. A key point of contention is that people under 18 are not politically mature. This podcast is a part of Europod, the first network of podcasts on Europe. Politics, economics, culture. Search for Europod in your browser or directly on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts and all listening platforms. Europod. Europe at your ears. I think it would strengthen democracy. The earlier a person votes, the sooner he gets used to it. Voting would become something very normal. Matthias Fack is the president of the Bavarian Youth Council, an organization that has been advocating for the lowering of the voting age since 2005. He suggests that the voting age should be set at a staggering 14 years of age at the local, regional, national and European level. The BJR is one of the leaders of the U18 initiative that stands for Under 18. It is a simulated voting initiative that takes place nine days ahead of the real adult elections and is designed to generate an interest in politics amongst young people and to supplement their political education. Mr. Fack describes the results and the level of participation of youth. Young people take it very seriously. I would love to see the same when it comes to adults. With older people, I always hear about prejudices, like I have nothing to say about this, or it's top down anyway. With young people, it is totally different. In light of the fact that many German regions have already adopted different voting ages, Mr. Fack does not see any specific technical hurdles in the way. It's more a matter of the heart, so to speak. There are no technical hurdles linked to these changes. Young people can do exactly the same things older ones do. Adults and those who decide on these matters need to be ready to trust the youth and pass on democratic principles and practices. So, what matters to European youth today? What topics are likely to gain prominence thanks to an increased electoral participation by younger voters? Environmental protection, energetic policies, all those things upon which we act today, all those things that will have an impact on their future lives. In fact, according to a Eurobarometer flash study released in April 2019, 67% of young people think that the fight against climate change is a key priority. But would the electoral involvement of the youth automatically turn into a boost for green parties across Europe? I don't believe there is a direct implication. The free voters of Bavaria have always been in favor of wind energy, therefore wind turbines. Actually, it is older people who have voiced against the latter, because it questions the image of their landscapes as they know it. The youth would back our positions, and it would be good if they could have a say in this, because it is also their landscape and their energetical future. Meanwhile, Mr. Fack has some concrete evidence stemming from the U18 project. 
On the occasion of the latest European elections, it was interesting to see how, actually, the Greens were ahead in the preferences of younger voters. But shortly before, that also be in regional elections. Other parties fared better, although Green parties were still relatively preferred by younger voters. So what about Fridays for Future that engage so many young people? To me, it rather means that the youth upholds Fridays for Future and the discussion that this movement has brought to the fore, because it is very much a generational topic. Younger people have cared about this issue ever since. The difference is that today they have noticed that there is a party that represents the struggle. Yet one question remains. Isn't the street the right setting for youth to engage in politics, to express their voice, opinions and claims, rather than the silent ballot box? Well, taking the streets is a privilege of the youth, but to use institutionalized processes is also part of the democratic process. I mean, Fridays for Future is great, but let's think about what would happen if everyone could just claim to be representative of a given issue. Therefore, I believe that the democratic tools, such as voting, are also important to assure freedom of expression. Mr. Fuck agrees. I believe that if they take the streets today, it is because they have the right to do so. I don't believe it is a good point to say they should just take the streets. And that eventually, it is those who are over 18 who decide whether what is said on the streets also gets access to political parties and their relative electoral programs. Of course, voting is not everything. Being able to exchange views across Europe is paramount, as Ms. Schmidt herself knows only too well. So I believe that the exchanges between young people have to be a priority. Today this is something very difficult to achieve because of the coronavirus, but European exchanges within and between European youth remain important to me, personally and to the youth. It is only because of these changes that I entered politics in the first place. I wouldn't stand here today as a politician if I hadn't had the chance to debate at the European level since the age of 16. The European Democracy Lab podcast is a series by the Institute of European Democrats, a think tank and political foundation financed by the European Parliament. You can find more about this podcast and learn about our activities on the website www.iedonline.eu. Thank you.